Cool. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome wow. to welcome to our our TPN at CES 2023. I know. Yes, it's 2022. Hold on. We'll be. <laughs> We'll be good. Um, this is our preview show. Oh, good. One of our other members just showed up. Um, we will be talking about what we're hoping to see at CES 2023 this year. Um, and, uh, you know, things from the past. We've got uh, a cool thing with Marlo uh, that we're going to talk about as well. So uh, why doesn't everybody introduce themselves? I'm Scott with F5 Live. Uh, Kirk Corliss with GNC Week in Review. Michelle with F5 Live. I'm Don Bain, Gadget Professor. Marlo Anderson, National Day Calendar. And uh, this is most of the team. Um, we've got um, uh, Todd Cochran, who's not available tonight because he is out of the country, but he will be at CES with us as well. Um, and our viewers over the last couple of years will probably uh, remember um chris jordan he will not be available this year um because he has a work conflict so uh we won't be seeing him though we might be seeing him tonight uh but we will not be seeing him in las vegas but it's good we're we're all back back to normal don it's good to have you back uh you. back on the team this year we've uh you. we've been missing you i appreciate it thank you looking forward to it Absolutely. What have you been up to? Well, I uh, am in the process of, well, I'm done, but my home in Rhode Island had a leaky pipe in the attic, as I understand it. It will be a year ago, January 8th. Oh. The house was totally destroyed. Oh, no. So uh, I'm still waiting for it to be built. So I've been going back and forth from Arizona to check on the house, but Oh my God, ceilings, all new floor, all new fixtures, all new wiring. It just totally destroyed it. So that's that's been keeping me occupied for sure. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's nasty. That's that's definitely crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, on on our side, uh, obviously last year we weren't physically in Vegas with everybody um, because of some health things on our team. But uh, we will be there this year, and so the the original team <laughs> for the last for for a number of years is back together, and I'm really really excited about that. And I'm also really excited, Marlo, about what we are doing uh, with you this year. We're we're doing what we did last year, but bigger and better, right? Bigger and better. It's uh, pretty exciting, actually. We're going to be celebrating national technology day on january 6th at ces we kind of just kind of put it together last year last second right well last day maybe right we had this opportunity to go over one of the center stages so we did that and uh kind of threw together a national technology day broadcast this because it went so well last year uh we're going all out this year and the streams will be on uh, the National Day calendar feeds. Uh, it'll be on our website, uh, as well as all of the Tech Ranch feeds, and of course, all of yours. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're hoping to bring a, a a different audience to this this year. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was oh, it was a lot of fun last year. Um, getting to see a different perspective. Obviously, for the last five or six years, we've had a 
kind of the same perspective of right. the show. It used to be, you know, the studio would kind of bounce around. We did North Hall for a while. We did South Hall for a while. And, you know, but we've been on the tower with the same background yes. <laughs> for a little while. It was really cool to get, you know, a camera out onto a stage. Uh, I mean, te technically, if they wanted to throw something at you, they might have been able to, but that's not the, <laughs> but that's not the point. It did give a different perspective. Um, they and they it don't has... allow fruits and vegetables in, in the center. Otherwise, <laughs> probably would have a couple tomatoes being tossed at me and things. Just saying. Though I do remember they had some uh, mushroom-based stuff. They did. They did. <laughs> that came up the whole rest of the show. <laughs> it was good stuff. I would have given it a shot. I am not a mushroom person, but I would have given it a shot. You guys both seemed surprised by it. So, I mean, that would have been enough for me. Well, they were making food out of it. I mean, like, you know, I think we had the chili and all that. The chili was good. It was really good, yeah. The chili was, was good. Really good, yeah. Well, definitely interesting. Uh, but this year, what's everybody hoping for? I know there have been some new trends uh, at CES in the last year or two, uh, but what's everybody hoping to see? Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah, I think so I much think... there. Go ahead, Don. No, I'm just saying there's so much there. It's every year things just open up with a, a bazillion other things. I remember, uh, might have been seven years ago, they had two drones and then it was 50 drones. And then like uh, a year before last or two years ago, they had a whole floor of just drones. So uh, and obviously that's uh, really uh, created havoc in the world with the war in the Ukraine and uh, also, just local stuff, deliveries, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, that's the fun of CES. I don't know what to expect this year, but I'm ready for just about anything. You know, AI, artificial intelligence, uh, yeah. really seems to be a, a hot item, uh, particularly in the area of graphics. And uh, I just had a, a product in here uh, that was using AI for sound. It was pretty amazing. I mean, uh, the the headsets that, that are coming out now, uh, one looks like a motorcycle helmet uh the sight and the sound it's all ai it's pretty amazing stuff so i expect to see a lot more of that stuff uh at ces we shall see yeah uh based on based on what i've got on the schedule so far i can tell you that that ai definitely is playing uh, a big role this year i don't have anything ai visual but i do have uh two audio products or no, uh, two writing products and one audio product so far. So, um, and and I'll tell you, the schedule's moving this year <laughs> way faster than usual at this point. So yeah, I think everybody's thirsty after a two-year uh, hiatus, you know? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of companies, you know, for those who watched live and you saw the background of the, the live shot from Vegas, it was not, it was not 2020, that's for sure. No. Certainly by day three, we were really scratching to even get people uh, to interviews last year. I mean, we were basically the only people on the floor for the long Really? Time. Yeah. We were very quiet last year. Yeah, it was. And also, too, what was fascinating was like years past, um, you know, it's wall-to-wall -wall people. I mean, 150,000 plus. Having to throw elbows to get anywhere. You yeah. know, and, to, and walking around to the convention center, 
the convention center was like completely sparse. I mean, there was like, you would see companies from one end of the spectrum to the other, completely sparse. West Hall was a really big snoozer. I mean, they had, there were some companies representing there. They had Hyundai, a few companies, but overall gaps of, of um, it was like nobody to be found. I mean, you know, it was like really, West Hall was a disappointment. So I'm looking forward to West Hall, what they offer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also looking forward to seeing what Google is coming out because they had amazing this, uh, booths over the years. And and they had the, one year, they had the gumball machine and they, uh -huh. had, a, they had a big, big, gigantic structure. Like I think it was 2020, I think, I think it was. So I'm interested in what seeing Google has to offer and, and see what happens there. For sure. Michelle, what are you hoping for? I'm just so happy to be getting back there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Google has also. Um, and just anything that's that's kind of shiny and lighty-uppy and <laughs> I'll follow it. Lighty-uppy things. <laughs> it's funny because you would think that she would have been involved in uh, decorating the studio here with as many lights as are going on in here. I'm very much enjoying it. <laughs> Um, Marlo, what are you well, hoping for? I just wrote an article for a magazine entitled 2023, the year of, uh, of disruption. And I, I truly believe that we're going to start seeing a lot of this disruptive technology, uh, starting to come forward, uh, in okay. a mainstream type of thing. And I think you're just seeing that with AI right now. It's just, it's just insane. The amount of AI that is coming out. Uh, Dolly, the chat GP, GPT, I think is what it is. Uh -huh. I've been trying to get in there to play with that a little bit, but that particular piece is actually starting to write code, which is just, I think, amazing to me. Um, and then you start throwing this in where you have AI starting to blend with robotics now. Uh -huh. And I mean, it's, it's just fascinating. I just looked at another one for the financial, uh, trade and i think i think the financial you know people who are in financing whether it's banking or what have you uh are really going to start feeling this pretty shortly accounting all of that because it's just incredible what's come out in the last year and i think a lot of the stuff's going to be debuted at ces yeah for sure um there so so ai so AI generating code, Microsoft has had something built into Visual Studio for about the last year and a half. Right. Uh, this chat GPT thing, the code that it generates is mostly based on stuff from uh, GitHub and Stack Overflow. Um, but I mean, that's a that's a good source. They're both it's they're both pretty start. solid. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Beginnings. It's just it's just the start to what's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, I think, what everybody's going to start seeing. And that's why I'm kind of dubbing this year the year of disruption, because I think people are going to start understanding that, you know, if you're if you're 55 or 60 and ending a 40 year career, you're probably OK. If you're 30 and just getting into something, you know, you're probably going to have two or three career you know, challenges in the future because those jobs are going to be disappearing. I'm not saying you're not going to find great jobs. I do truly believe that we're not going into a situation where we're going to have fewer jobs. They're just going to be totally different. This is going back to like 1900 when we're going from horse and buggy <clears throat> to automobile, right? This is exactly yeah. where we are at right now. And you're really going to start seeing that. 
Yeah, uh, agreed. And you know, so I'm I'm looking at one of the companies that has has put in for for a slot on the show, and I'm not going to say the name because I don't know how much of this has been you know is public yet. But that they're they've got a product that it says is accurate enough to identify people and objects through walls. Hmm. Wow. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) All right. Right. Hmm. I, there goes our last bastion of privacy right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's gone. Even no my wall. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely seems like uh, lead lined walls will be coming back. As, I got an aluminum a hat somewhere around here. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so so one one of the questions I was going to ask that that Marlo has started answering is you know we, we usually talk about whether we think that this and then before and after whether or not we think a particular CES experience has been evolutionary or revolutionary it definitely sounds like marlo is saying he's expecting this to be revolutionary this year kirk what are you thinking based on um, what you've seen so far based on what i've seen so far over the past four years um i noticed that what evolved incrementally especially with covid after uh was health tech mm-hmm. that's that's has grown that has grown you know exponentially um and uh that's and that when i was at when i was at showstoppers that majority of the booths there uh, products Uh were in related to health tech um you know over and beyond that that's so i think that so i think what we're going to see evolving more is health tech and not necessarily with COVID 19 but airborne diseases or airborne you know a host of things so sure that's why i've seen it evolved over the years and and you know kind of on that you know, products coming out of COVID. Um, it's not a health tech product, but it's a uh, a travel, quote unquote, travel product. Right. We've got coming on, uh, I think on the first day, it's a company that makes an interactive virtual reality app for travel. Hmm. Um, so if for whatever reason you can't go to the Eiffel Tower, you can at least experience it this way. So it's it's an interesting thing that I, you know, there were all kinds of ideas outside of just the direct health tech that that came out of, you know, the last couple of weird weird years. So mm-hmm. um, Michelle, evolutionary or revolutionary? And what product categories do you think are gonna hit the hardest? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, in some ways I think maybe both. Um, sure. I agree that the health tech is probably gonna expand and, and, and change in some ways um, and try to capitalize on things that have been going on. Um, and then with AI moving in different directions, um, you got large corporations trying to change the way they're doing business, save some money here and there. So they're going to be looking for different things. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Sure. That makes sense. Don, what do you think? I agree with Michelle. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell what's coming up, what's evolutionary or revolutionary. It's a combination of both. Uh, you know, if you look back from the development of the car uh, to man on the moon, uh, if you look at the whole the whole global time span since man's been on Earth, you know, it was a teeny, teeny piece of it. And they think we're just, you know, it's always going to be the same pace. But 
a little bit accelerated every year. Things get, uh, there's newer things and they take things from the old inventions and the old uh, uh, programming and then have a breakthrough and build on that and then go to the next phase. So uh, it's constantly evolving, uh, whatever word you want to put on it. It's, uh, uh, it's always new, it's always fresh, and it has to be because uh, the world thrives on that. And uh, as, as it increases uh, in uh, functionality, everybody's lives are enriched and becomes better. You know, I can't imagine, you know, living back in the early 1900s uh, compared to what we, what we do today, even, even 20 years ago, my God. So uh, it's always fascinating and interesting uh, to me to see what's out there, you know, predict what's, what's coming down the pike. Sure. Yeah, totally, totally agreed. I'm, and on that, you know, things that nobody could have predicted. Um, we've got a company whose goal is to eliminate all unprocessed household trash. Their goal is zero garbage. Well, zero trash. It's in all caps with an you exclamation. Start at my house. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, it's it's funny not to interrupt you, but no? I remember I was I was in my teens. I don't remember how old I was, and uh, I said to my grandfather, I said, "Grandpa, do you think a uh, man will land on the moon?" And he looked at me like I was nuts, and he go, and he was in his eighties, late eighties, when I asked him that, and he said, "Yeah, they'll get there. They'll get there. I know they'll get there." He said, "But when they get there," They're going to burn because it's a ball of fire. Just think about it. It's a ball of fire. And, uh, you know, his concept is interesting based on what someone would answer that today. He yeah. still thought that because, you know, the sun lit it up, it was a ball of fire and they were going to burn. Never forget that. It was the coolest thing. That's that's interesting because one of the one of the uh, <laughs> the arguments in the the we never went to the moon thing is that it's its own light source because rocks don't reflect light and they always show a picture of a rock reflecting light is there doesn't matter anyway <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't know this about me i love conspiracy theories because they're so unbelievably stupid <laughs> so anyway um yeah and and you know even just maybe a year or two before they actually landed on the moon people were still like it's not gonna happen yeah. it's not possible we don't have the technology it couldn't possibly happen and then boom you know and you know the the moonshot was one of those things that created so much new stuff outside of just nasa you know it produced all kinds of i mean velcro right that <laughs> That that came out of out of uh, well I don't, I don't think it was NASA directly I think it came out of Lockheed or somebody but you know what so I, I, I honestly I think the last two years in the health tech space are going to be like the moonshot I think there's going to be because we've already seen some wild things that two years ago if you had said that there'd be you know a mess of uh, products for sanitizing phones and computers and pencils or you know whatever if somebody said that three years ago <laughs> they'd have been like i don't know we had what one company pitch a product like that to us for ces 2020 
mere weeks before everything went sideways. And now the number of pitches <laughs> for cleaning products is through the roof for, mm-hmm. for CES 2023. And three years ago, we had gone. Well, COVID what? accelerated that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and that's just, you know, one interesting product category. I think I think we're going to see a lot a lot of things that they grew out of it, like the, the VR travel thing, right? There's a, there's an AR product uh, whose name I can't remember. Um, that is essentially intended to, if I understand it correctly, cause obviously the pitches we get are really short. Uh, if I understand it correctly, it's to essentially replace brochures and maps at things like national parks. And so it's all done through augmented reality. Um, on on the phone so you don't have to take something that's been maybe manhandled or whatever so i can't imagine that this product didn't come out of at least in some way shape or form out of the last couple years so accelerated it at least yeah for sure that'd be cool to walk around and have the guide be right with what you're looking at yeah um we've we've seen it in like really narrow concepts you know uh, Google and Nokia both had their their AR built into the into their map products. I don't think either one still does. Uh, I, I don't think uh, the here we go product still does. And I haven't seen it in Google Maps in a while. But they were really rudimentary. The technology's changed a lot since then. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I was just saying, what about the service industry? Do you think like restaurants, for example, um, you know, you think that things grown out of the, you know, the pandemic, you know, you've seen kiosks like the McDonald's now, uh, it's, it's their, you know, it's, it's a twofold thing, right? It's, it's, they, they can't afford to pay the, the minimum wage requirement. So they're replacing those people with kiosks. And of course they can't find enough people in some areas to work either. Uh, so it has to be these type of things. I, I've seen that some robots now are starting to take orders in some restaurants across the country where they actually come to your table to take the order or they serve you. Or they serve, yeah. Yeah. It's good you said we're saying that, Marla, because a few months ago on one of our prior episodes, um, there was a there's a mall, there's a mall in Jersey that has it's a burger robot robot burger kiosk. And it's they're in actually a, making burgers in this yep. kiosk in a, in a kiosk. Yep. Yeah, yeah with all the a, toppings. It's it's a little bit more than a than a vending machine, but it, right. I mean it's yep. but it's all cooked to order. Yep. Right. Um, so it's a and, fresh burger that comes out. Yeah, and yeah. and customized if you yeah. if you want onion or tomato or lettuce or whatever, yeah. it comes out just as you ordered it, That's cooked in the vending machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you're going to start seeing more and more and more of those things. And and uh, you know when when the the Impossible Burger was introduced at CES in in 2019, and I remember us all talking about this is an electronic show. Why is there food here? And it was such a big hit, of course that other food technologies are going to be showing up. And I do believe we're going to see a lot more of that this year, along with those service. I mean, it would surprise me to see more robots, more of these kiosks, whatever it is at restaurants, and, and quite frankly, other service industries, whether you're cleaning a house or, or whatever, uh, there's going to be technologies that are going to come out now that are going to be helping this along. Because it's yeah. tough to find people to do this work now. Simple. It's true. That, so, yeah. 
And, you know, we saw, um, was it, was it the all digital? Was it CES 2021? Maybe somebody will remember. I think it was CES 2021 where we had a company that had essentially an entirely automated kitchen for restaurants. Um, it could have 50 something items on the menu and it could have some six or 700 ingredients it was C- or it something was C- like that. It was at CES 2021. Okay. Okay. So it was the all yeah. digital. Yeah, it was yeah. all digital. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I remembered the interview being remote and it was one of us. So it could have been last year as well. <laughs> um, but I mean, that was a wild product and they've got, they, they teamed up with a company in Belgium, I think, um, to pilot it. They had like eight restaurants, uh, come online sometime, uh, in second quarter, 2021. Apparently the test went really well. It works incredibly well. It can, it, you know, you can put your recipes in and it'll adjust to said recipe. It can grill, it can boil, it can do all kinds of things. It's really an interesting product. I suspect we're going to see more of that. Now, I don't suspect that they that somebody will have a, a booth with a full <laughs> machine because that would be, it, I mean, it was huge. Um, but I think, I think we're going to see more of that kind of thing. From a small see, scale to large scale, I think it'd be fun to see Flippy. Flippy's a a, a flipper, or he, he flips hamburgers, of course. And mm-hmm. and and uh, the restaurant mm-hmm. wasn't doing well until they put Flippy in, and now Flippy, the robot, has become kind of a tourist attraction. So the mm-hmm. restaurant is busy all the time. I believe it's in Pasadena, uh, California, that they have this restaurant that's doing that. So there will be things like that. And again, the the Impossible Burger. Um, they did give out samples at CES in, in 2019, and yep. they served many, many thousands of burgers. Yeah. In the event. So it's possible to do these things, but um, but you're right, setting up a full kitchen at CES, although possible, a lot of companies don't have a million dollars to spend on the real right. estate to set that up. So they're not, I, not always Google. I, I think this one was like 15 by 20 or something like that. Oh. I mean, that's... That is an insane booth at CES, right? Because then, because then you've got to have the ability to, to talk to people. You're talking about a forty by forty booth. That's right. at least a million dollars, I bet. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have no idea, but it, it would be very. And then how how do you get that machine to Vegas? They have trains. It's true. <laughs> Although I think the company was in Belgium. Okay. Ah, oh, there you go. I remember looking at a printer, this is like 10 years ago, at one of the skyscraper printers, you know, the ones that are, you know, what are they, 50 feet long or whatever it is. They were showing those at CES, and the only way you could get them there is by rail car. That was it. The only way. And they figured it out. So just there was There was a company at my second CES that was um, lead-acid batteries, which I know... We tend to talk to the flashy, but there's AA batteries and lead-acid batteries, too. And there was one that was so big that, like, it was taller than me. And I remember saying, is this a, is this a real battery? They're, they, they're like, yeah. Two questions. One, how, how do you transport this thing just here in the building? And two... Why? 
why not just have a hollow body? And the guy looks at me and goes, I hadn't even thought about this until you brought it up, right? Never considered just shipping the body. Oh, my God. Because what are they going to hook it up to, right? Right. (laughs) That's too funny. (laughs) You could have put all the other... In the world. You could have put all the other, like, you know, Russian nesting batteries. You could have put all of the other sizes just in one book and just ship this one empty plastic thing. <laughs> they shipped a real one. <sighs> but they said, <laughs> they, they said, uh, oh no, they just, they don't even ship it back. They just abandoned it in Vegas. <sighs> <laughs> So what about autonomous vehicles? What do you guys think we're going to see this year? Certainly certainly more than we've seen in the past. Hopefully nobody will be a victim of one. Uh, right. you, and, you and I both got to ride in in autonomous vehicles in 2020, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, they ridden, I've ridden in quite a few. Let's see. In fact, I... I, I've been keeping tally. I'm actually at 41 right now. So Holy just crap. at CES? No, this oh. is other events I've been invited to okay. as well. Oh. I, I sometimes dub myself as the person who's ridden in more different autonomous vehicles than anybody else in the world. And it's possible, I suppose. No, you got me beat. <laughs> Quite a few. Not, not more miles than anybody else, of course, but, right. but I get it, I get invited to a lot of these different things. I, I yeah. see uh so I have one that's a flying boat. Yep. Um, is it Candela? Have you seen this thing? Are, are you guys interviewing them as well? Potentially. Okay. They've got they've got an invite and they're trying to figure out what to do. Okay. They are coming on for technology days. So okay. That helps you whether you're going to book them or not. Then. Okay. So, um, what was the other one? Um, I have a couple automotive ones on here that I might. Yeah. Um, but they're the platforms themselves. So Cebros, the connected vehicle platform, and then uh, oh, the autonomous chair. Have you seen this thing? No, but I think I need one. <laughs> before before you say anything, Michelle, my guess is it's going to be similar to Chris's uh, Chris Willingham. Right. Go ahead. Chris has an autonomous chair. Uh, Chris Willingham, uh, one of the guys that we work with at the Amrock Fab Lab, uh, built essentially a hover chair yeah um and he had over the years built some some uh <laughs> some ai and image detection into it so That's i'm cool. very curious i have no idea either okay they're just, build, they're just building it as an autonomous chair i'm not sure if it just goes to the fridge when you want to get a beer or or uh you know whatever it is i i don't know do you speak to this thing to put your legs up and give you a massage i suppose that's what it is i don't know probably yeah. Okay. I needed to take you to the mailbox, though. <laughs> I mean, in the future, we're going to speak to everything, right? The door open now. You know, hey, refrigerator, give me a glass of milk. And this is what's going to happen, right? So. Yeah, true. It's, it's definitely like, so I, I remember, speaking of the refrigerator, I remember when like samsung added smarts to their refrigerator the first time and there was almost like an audible laughter in the room 
everybody's like, what? What are we talking about? Is that is that essentially an Android tablet just built into the side? Right. Yeah. But but just like, you know, many other technologies, it was the beginning of them thinking about, well, how, you know, where does more advanced technology fit in? And yeah, it's definitely, it does feel like it's headed in that direction. Well, this is what's interesting. Now, we're, I mean, we're moving into discussion on the Internet of Things, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so I'm just going to throw some numbers out here or, or have you guess on some numbers. How many computers do you think there are in the world approximately? Mm-hmm. A billion? Okay, so it's, it's three. So, not, but not not a bad guess. How okay. many? How many... IOTs are there in the world? Infinite. I mean, just just thinking about how many are in this room is right. frightening. Uh. <laughs> so it's, hard, it's hard to imagine that that a connected light bulb, there'd be more of those than there would be computers, right? But there are 13 and a half billion IOTs right now. That's your refrigerator, yeah. your toaster, you know, the glass that you're drinking uh, beverage out of on a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, whatever. I mean, everything seems to be getting connected, and they they talk about that number doubling in the next three to five years. Yeah, which is why we had to go to um, IP six, for example, because there weren't enough numbers left in four. You know, we had yep. to actually add billions more IP addresses to handle all these things, right? And and so that's. I mean, when you when you can wage a denial of service attack on a website from light bulbs, uh huh, or DVRs on right now, yes, exactly, exactly. So I, I would imagine we're going to see all kinds of connected devices this year that we have never even dreamed about, and there'll be a reason to have them. Like first time uh, I see, see that's the that's the key. That's the key. But I have to tell you, the first time I seen a connected light bulb, I'm like, are you kidding me? What do I want a connected light bulb for? Agreed. Right now, yeah. I, they're like in every light socket I have because I enjoy. Like I have my program at work. Like when the International Space Station comes over, it goes flashy and goes crazy. Um, but when there are people that break a sensor coming in, light bulbs come on. If I'm at a certain uh, GPS coordinate coming into my house, uh, just a block away, the garage door will open up, the lights will come on in my house. It's incredible when you start yeah. thinking about what the possibilities are. Uh, yeah. But why would you have internet connected socks, for example? I don't know why, <laughs> but somebody's gonna try to convince me at this CES why I need to have my socks connected to the internet. Is it Sensoria? I have no idea. <laughs> Just making it up. Oh, <laughs> obviously you have somebody that's going to be con- uh, talking to you about this. They were on our collision coverage in 2015. Okay, our first collision coverage. Yeah. Um, uh, Sensoria. Um, they've gone on to bigger and better things, including connected uh, shirts and things um, for doing um, uh, wellness checks. Uh, the socks were for. Uh, was it, it was originally for people with diabetes and it expanded from there. Okay. Um, and then they've gotten into uh, a lot of health tech, if I remember correctly, yeah. Sensoria has gotten Working into a lot out of health stuff tech. too, right? What's that? Exercising and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would have to think, though, 
you know, like, like, and I'm just going to pick on Converse or Nike or whatever, right. For like shoes, you know, they all have a big counterfeit issue. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I do believe we're going to start seeing NFTs uh, on those type of device or on the, on our wearables and things because they'll prevent the counterfeiting thing. And then 2021, the company was on, uh, no, 2022. It was, it was, uh, yes, this year we had a company with that service. Yeah, and I, I just see that really expanding this year. I think you're going to actually see companies that are going to come out and start touting the fact that they have NFTs connected to their to their shoes or or their wearables or what paintings, whatever it is, to prevent counterfeiting. Which, of course, every one of those will have an IP address attached to it. Well, so everything will be connected in the future. Just it just seems to be going that direction. Yeah, and you know I've. I know there's a lot of backlash on on NFTs, um, and for for good reason, you know. Yes. A, a meme of somebody with laser eyes. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that we all know what we're talking about. Is the dumbest thing on the planet. We all know it. That's, I can't believe you got a million dollars for the for yours. <laughs> you know, it happens. <laughs> I'd prefer the the four and a half, but you know that's. Whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so unbelievably stupid. But you know, we've been talking for years that there are places where where the technology makes sense. Uh, in-game items that that people are going to sell aftermarket anyway. You know, we've talked about World of Warcraft gold and things like that. And you know, you go in and somebody has to take a leap of faith. Either I give you money and hope you show up to give me the item, or I show up to give you the item and hope you give me money. Oh, somebody's taking a leap of faith, right? Right. S- somebody could be could be out something that's valuable with NFTs in a game like that. It makes sense. There's other stupid implementations that have been a problem. But this is another great, great, you know, way of using it to to authenticate a product. Right. You know, there, it's it has been used stupidly, <laughs> um, but. You know, IoT had a lot of stupid stuff in the early days too, right, right. and NFTs chain. You know, over time, you know, the now we've got you know connected bulbs and things that can actually do things and are really interesting. Uh, security systems um, and NFTs, I hope, will go that direction as well. I would right? imagine, yeah, yeah. They'll figure out where they're useful, and uh, and of course, it's not for the eight dollar sneakers. It's going to be for the hundred dollar and up sneakers. Yeah. Well, most people are going to market the eight dollar pair anyway, so because they're not making any money on them. But true, true. Don's not saying a word over there. I know. Yeah, they're. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Are you on mute. Oh, there you go. <laughs> are you on mute? <laughs> I, I didn't hear. I'm sorry. Oh, we were just saying you haven't been saying anything. <laughs> no, I'm just listening. I'm taking it all in. It's just you know. It's interesting hearing everybody's uh, opinion and ideas, and uh, that's that's the fun of this. It's you know fascinating to me. It's why I've always enjoyed doing this ahead mm-hmm. of CES. Yep. We've started to get our pitches. You know, our yep. emails are filling up. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get a feel for for what it is we're going to see, and you know, some years we always say some years are are evolutionary. We're like, all right, so a new version of the samsung phone okay um and then some years are 
are are revolutionary. Yeah, like you said, AI is going to be a huge thing this year. Um, you know, a couple years ago, uh, Don had had a, a company on. It wasn't Otter. It was the other one because um, Otter is text um, that did uh, could virtualize a voice. I I remember saying so. I because I was producing at the time. I I just want to verify so I can virtualize don's voice and have him say things like, absolutely and don's like why would you want that don't worry about that <laughs> we had a website i can't remember the company but uh they created faces and you can go on the website and there's like unlimited amount of faces and these people don't exist mm-hmm. and they give them a voice any hairstyle you want, Caucasian, black, white, green, whatever, and you cannot tell the difference. You just, it's impossible. You just can't. It's scary. Well, yeah. I just, uh, um, I've been training my virtual voice because there are times when they need me to do a voiceover for something on the radio station or whatever, and I'm not available. Uh, and it's not quite exact, but it's, it's, it's getting cool. better. It's, it's getting pretty good. I've seen crazy. I mean, I spent 20 minutes training on this thing. They had the three minute version, which I did, and it was okay. And then they came back and said, Let's, if you want it better, do the 20 minute version. I did that. And it's scary, actually, that how good it really is. And it's getting better and better and better. That's every, every day. Yeah. Well, for me, because um, I've been, I've been, uh, for me, for CES, I mean, you have the big companies, but for me personally, I meant to say this every year is Eureka Park, and you find the most unique products, the unique services, the unique startups that are just to have a small little booth, you know, with barely nothing, and you know, and a lot of ingenious idea, uh, uh, ideas that come out of it, you know, as far as smart tech and things of that nature and every year i go down there well i miss going down there last year but however by over the years i'm just like fascinated you know going down there and seeing the crazy things the things were like sports i saw one that were when you're in a football game or um i can't remember the name of the company but um where they recognize like any head trauma when you get hit <clears throat> excuse me so every year, I mean, you know, and for those viewers who are new to this podcast with GNC Week and Review, you know, that's one that's one floor that's incredible. And the the, uh, the various foreign countries are that, that present there as well. Yeah. You know, so fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you never know. Because right. mm-hmm. they're, they're such small booths. Mm-hmm. And they've got usually got very minimal signage. They've mm-hmm. probably got the the one on the wall that's printed by CES. Yep. They might have one or two of those pull up, you know, stand up things mm-hmm. and some literature on a counter, yep. on a table. Mm-hmm. And that's usually it. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that's a weird name. I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't even care about going into any other part of the show. I would spend my whole time down there. Yeah, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason why we've set up in the. Yeah, it's not called the Sands, the Venetian, Venetian. Uh, Expo yeah. Towers yeah. at this point because 
so much of the interesting stuff comes out of that building. Yeah. Yeah. All the new stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that the big companies don't come up with new stuff too, but sure. right. you know, it's it's all you know. You're dealing with this this embargo crap all the time, and you know, and, and these new companies, they just want to get the word out. Exactly. You and yeah, I love going down there too. It's my favorite place to go. Yeah. It's it's where we encountered Benji Lock the first time. Yeah. Down in Eureka mm-hmm. Park with his little wooden non-functional prototype. <laughs> Which is exactly what we're talking about. You never know what you're going to encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Or the state that they're going to be in. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole purpose of it. I mean, that's the whole purpose of, you know, meeting because the press, you know, you know, like major networks like CN, um, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC, what have you, they're not going to go down at Euclid Park. You know, right. they're not going to, you know, they're going to throw that out for like a hot, you know, for a hot minute and leave. You know, so as far as us, they set up at Central Hall. Because mm-hmm. they want to talk to the big guys, right? Well, so their advertising dollar is right. Yeah, exactly. If, if they can do a nice report on uh, General Motors, you know, and mm-hmm. have a conversation with them, it's they have the potential to potentially, you know, sell them advertising or whatever. Yeah, that's right. what their game is. There's no yeah. doubt about it. You know. Yeah, that's so, why I love. That's why I maybe you know I'm, I know I'm biased, but also in the same token, I when I watched coverage years ago, and I was fascinated by the various companies and things that I had never seen before, and you know, and for them to come on, these companies are very are so grateful to come on, happy to come on, you know, little little know more about them, how they came about the product, you know, and they walk away with a with a great experience and. Yeah. You know that carries them forward. We can build relationships with them, like we did with Benji Lock and, sure. and right. some others. Yeah, I remember. You know, and I know you guys have stories like this too. But probably the first time that I had a what I would consider a significant impact on a company was Deeper. I don't know if you remember this company. It was a um, they basically built this um, fish finder. It, was, it looks like a bobber. Have you seen this thing? Yes. About five or six or ten years ago now. I'm the first one, or our team was the first one that did an interview with them. And it was the last day or the second to last day of CES, and it was at closing. And, and you guys, you know what it's like. I mean, you don't even want to talk to anybody else anymore. And this guy, we come walking by with our video crew, and this guy came out of his booth and begged me to do an interview. And I'm walking by and I'm like, you know, I'll just catch you tomorrow. We're all exhausted. This guy just dogged me for, for like two aisles. Can you please come and do an interview? And I, finally, I finally just asked him. I said, are you going to leave me alone if I come and talk to you? Because <laughs> he wasn't going to leave me alone. So so we went back there and did this interview. And I was just, just stunned that nobody had come and talked to this guy because what he had developed was incredible. And we started talking about, you know, it was great for the fishing part of it, but then we started getting into search and rescue and all the other things that were possible with this thing. I so remember this. this interview, you know, and then it gets picked up and then, you know, then I guess it gets on uh, uh, one of the, the uh, shopping networks and the rest is history for him. So the next year we come walking by and I didn't know any of this and he comes up and he just, just comes right out. He's talking to somebody. He just stops and comes out and hugs me. And oh, I, wow. I, and, and he remembered my, you know, of course he remembered my name. I, I, sure. I'm, I'm trying to remember his name right now for whatever reason I can't. I usually do. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know, that interview you did made my company. 
you know, and, and these are the things that we like. I think awesome. that's what we all like about going down to Eureka Park or whatever, because it's like giving that little person, that little creator, whatever, that or that company, the chance to get heard. And then yeah. allows, you know, and, and the lives that that particular product has changed because of that is incredible, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. That's really that's what, the, what it's about, right? That's one of the reasons that Michelle and I uh, enjoyed that collision conference for the years that we did it. Is because everybody was an early stage company. So many of them had these weird products. Um, uh, Nikia always liked to say that uh, it was like being in the mad scientist's lab because very little of what was there was, was going to come out as it was. But there were some really interesting pitches um, and so many. I can't tell you how many of the companies that we talked to at uh at collision over the years reached out and said hey can we buy the unbranded because that's something that we do can we buy the unbranded version of the interview because we want to use it in our pitch deck uh because we've got an investor who's interested and we want to include the interview in the pitch deck yeah no worries um I, the number of people the number of companies that did that um and then, you know, the number of companies that went on from being this little nothing at collision oh, yeah. in, a, in a tent in Las Vegas to being Pet Cube, whose ads you can't miss on television. They were on our collision coverage in 2015 with a non-functional 3D printed prototype. That's amazing. Uh, That's a case and, too. and today you can't watch, uh, to, especially today, because they advertise like crazy during the holidays. You can't turn on the TV without seeing the ad for Pet Cube. Right. Right. So, and obviously for us, Benji Lock is is our version of of, of that. Yeah. I'm going to have to excuse myself. I have another uh, obligation. I thoroughly Absolutely. enjoyed seeing everybody and everybody Likewise. was good. And uh, yep. I guess we'll see each other in a couple of weeks, actually, yes. at this point. Yes, sir. Thank you Thank so you much for uh, inviting me on. I appreciate it. Thanks. And uh, we'll see everybody real soon. Thank Looking you so much. Look forward to it. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah. So, so for, for Michelle and I, it was Benji lock. That was our, that was our very few people had talked to Robbie at that point again, cause he had a, a wooden non-functional thing on his table. People were like, uh, not a serious thing. Kept walking. And, uh, Dave, who's just off camera for Michelle, um, hounded Marissa, like no, oh, we've got to do this one. We've got to do this one. We've got to do this one. And, and I mean, you know, he's been on Shark Tank and mm -hmm. working with with uh, with Hampton Kelly. We have with at Hampton Products uh, to. You can go to an Ace Hardware and see the product in the store. It's it's right. absolutely it's wild right. to, to be able to see that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's interesting to tell that that they tell their story. Um, because some, you know, they're like Marley said that they have bullet points for advertising and they'll just do a fluff piece. But you know, when we have, we have when there's a, when we do their interview interview with them, these companies, you know, we always want to know more about them, how to come about, and not just throw like you know, well, what's the what's the company's name, what's the product, the price, etc. You know, we want to get in more depth in, in case you know for viewers and listeners or viewers of the pot of the uh, the you know the, the webcast. 
you know, can be, be more intrigued to learn more about them and be more inclined to buy, find out more information, be more inclined to purchase their products. And Benji Law is a great example, you know, where he's, well, the, his, his brand is everywhere. You, I mean, you can find him anywhere. So that's the, that's the beauty of our coverage and this yeah. network. There's one right there. A Benji Lock. I can't. I can't reach it. It's just far enough away that I can't reach it. It's in the corner of the studio. But there's one sitting right there. You know, the other thing that I always find interesting too, and, and through this process, even even this year, booking interviews right now, is the uh, amount of PR firms that get in the middle. And you know, they're like, you know, can are you going to provide a list of questions that we can be prepared for or whatever? The answer for me is no. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I want that interview to be, I, I want to be surprised and engaged when yeah. I'm talking to them. If I know this stuff in advance, the, the person who's watching isn't going to see me gush over something that just, that, that I just figured out. The light bulb goes off in my head right? and I, I get all excited about the product, which I think conveys a lot in the interview, right? Absolutely. Uh, or it can go the other way. And I suppose that's what they're afraid of is that they're not going to get that excited about this, but uh, but that's okay. That's what the point of this is. And right. I just, I will not do interviews if they if they start sending over questions that we're supposed to ask and stuff. Yeah. It's just no. not real. Yeah. yeah. And you know, our policy for for TPN for people who are watching and may not have seen stuff in the past, uh, we don't necessarily do interviews so much as conversations. Right. We start with introduce yourself. There are two questions that we are going to ask introduce yourself and how can people find out more right everything in the middle is on the fly yeah, yeah. we prepare nothing, nothing. in fact <laughs> other than other than marlo and i uh who have seen the the company names of of the segments that we're producing <laughs> nobody even knows the company names of Which who's coming way? on uh, you will never do that to me ever again. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> and that's all the farther we're going to go with that, by the way. But uh, <laughs> You're even turning red now well, three years I later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even think that was three years ago. I think that was 2019. That was four yeah, years ago. You know, if anybody wants to, wants to see me turn 50 shades of red, red. during it's an interview... It's 2020. Go back, and uh, um, I'm sure you guys could highlight that interview again. But she even Good. said it was okay too, right? I mean, yeah. even though we were totally shocked <laughs> with the product on sale, and I was, and I gotta be honest, I was TDing that you know, that morning, and I was giggling the, from start to finish, and. I was curious and, why everybody was gathered around out there before that started. Oh, I was God. gathered up there for a different reason than and I was going to say. Talk to you, but it was very funny. Yeah, was I was going to say, I'll tell you why everybody was up. Well, I won't tell you why, but I'll tell you that that's not the reason why everybody was up there. Okay. It wasn't about the 50 shades of red. Huh? No, no, that was a bonus. That was nope. a perk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was, there was a mild security issue. I see. Uh, that is the reason why everybody was gathered up there. Well, that's something you and I don't have to talk about after after the show here. I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, just just as a note, um, in 2020, Don interviewed Sensoria that we were talking oh, okay. about earlier okay. <laughs> on the show. I just saw the. I was looking back through some of the old uh, old guest lists. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, and Don Don did uh, 
talk to Sensoria in 2020. So we've been following them for years. Um, I can't remember the PR guy's name. Uh, he works for, is it Travis jacket or something like that? That's like the cameraman's jacket with all the. Oh yeah. 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 He's pockets. the P he's the PR guy for them. Now uh, okay. he was working with Sensoria for, for years. Um, Cause I remember him coming up to the booth with the, the jacket company a couple years ago. And Michelle and I are like, what's going on? <laughs> you, you were with Sensoria a couple years ago. I think, I think they work with uh, uh, Karen Thomas now, but yeah, I, there are back to your, your comment about, um, about PR companies. There are some that are problems and some that are, they're hugely helpful. You know, Steve winter, for example, sure. One of our favorite people. Yeah. He's, He's already got all of his clients on our schedule. <laughs> and it's just a matter of if the if the PR firm or the person that works for the company understands the style. Yeah. You know, that they're they know that they can trust you to ask the questions and bring the product to light, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're after. I would imagine a lot of times some of these companies that they don't know who you are, uh, are a little antsy about making sure that they get their message across you know? yeah well i know as a producer when i producer when i was west coast producer um you know this year you know when they, i introduce myself and they will basically i'll tell them you know who's going to be there um having a conversation um and you know basically free-flowing you know and they're very relaxed and also when they come in for those who don't know like you know what you know behind the scenes there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes when guests come at, guests come on so we have to not necessarily prep them per se but you know we want to make sure we got their name badge their name their names on the badge and take it off when they get on <laughs> on the camera sure. um but you know but as far as like with a lot of companies we don't really have with the exception of c winter of course but a lot of the remaining them don't have you know ipr people so we but we want to make sure that when they come on they know and they have and they have questions for us you know well where's going to air you know can i get a copy da, 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 da. so we give them all that information you know at the end but they still ask for a copy <laughs> as soon as it's done they would ask i remember one guy in 2018 when i was down there this guy was like hammering todd getting the copy of the uh of the, of the video and they try to explain him we'll, we'll get it when it's published and da, 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 da. But he was, I was like, oh my God, dude, read the room. <laughs> yeah, we get, so, uh, except for this year where we're, we're blocking off for uh, National Tech Day, um, uh, we usually have 140-ish segments um, available. We usually... Some people don't show up. They're in conversations down at their booth. They can't come, whatever. Um, so we end up publishing 110-ish uh, from the studio. And out of that 110, um, 20 of them will be like, when's it going to air? When's it going to air? When can I get the video? When can I get the video? Mm -hmm. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes in here, yeah. So, yeah, it does. If yep. you want to write a 500-word write-up about your company, I'll move you up the list. <laughs> How's that? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. all right. Well, then you're in line for when our team writes the thing. So right. cool off. Yeah. The other option is you can pay to move up the list. That, those are your choices. Yeah. They're like, oh, all right, then calm down. This is where we are. 
for a small team of independent producers that have to put all of this stuff together. So when will it, when, when can you get the video? Yeah. I feel like we put that into our spiel when we're talking to them before they go on, on air. Um, Mm -hmm. Nancy, Dave and I, um, we'll tell them it it may be a a few weeks before this gets published, you know, um, and it comes and it comes in. we, We do it as part of the spiel. We, Tell them uh, in the email, the confirmation email, and the follow-up email how the publishing process works. And they're still like, hey, when yep. can I get the video? You're going to get moved down the list, bud. They're Calm down. No, I know. It's, it's, yeah. it's really hilarious. It's, it's funny. But also, yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of people don't realize... You know, we're and like Scott says, we do things on the fly, and if something happens, God, whatever happens. And I think what really struck me last year, when I'm sorry, 2021, when we were all virtual, mm-hmm. there was little things that kind of happened, and but you know, it went smoothly. And but a lot of people don't realize the work that goes into it. It's a lot of it's a lot of work that goes into it. But the payoff, and the number, and the number of people that are not on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Even even for the virtual one in 2021. Right. There's one person on camera and three more people in the virtual studio talking to somebody and actually producing, doing the switching. All There's like three more people here in this room uh, last year. uh, Well, not necessarily in this room and mission control out there. Um, It was one, two, three for five people at all times so that we could manage the chat room and you know put on twitch because on twitch every time the guest changes so does the text on our twitch channel like (laughs) there are so many people you don't see yeah yeah and then and then afterwards there's editing there ahead of time there's ad sales and you know all the partnership stuff afterwards there's editing and like i said there's a 500 word write-up about each company that comes on the show that gets Almost published every one across... of those people have a day job too yeah exactly, exactly. right so when we look at the editing and write-up and publishing point that's where yeah. things slow down because yeah 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 well for and me yeah, you pull all that off too so well, for me, it was I was alone. I was only the lone person, the lone, lone producer, you know, uh, this year. And I basically I was doing I was managing like three different jobs in the one. And, uh-huh. you know, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. But again, I, I the payoff was was tremendous. I, I had I had a blast. I was worn out. You know, I made sure that everyone had all the all the mechanics were working with Marlo, making sure he's there and, and all that stuff and getting guests. I mean, it was just like. Oh, it was, a, it was a lot, but I was, but you know, and I, this is another other joke that all of us were having. I didn't fall and fall. <laughs> a definite win. A definite win right. for me. So That's for those right. who don't, for those who don't a win know, for all of us, right. <laughs> if you had fallen Vegas, the Vegas studio would have collapsed. <laughs> so thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, uh, my, I fell. I was at the Sony booth at the LVCC. I fell and I damp and I hurt my shin or badly. Virtual 2021. I fell down at home, broke a toe. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, so this year I'm like I always I promise everyone on a team I'm watching where I walk. <laughs> Bring <laughs> it up. <laughs> exactly right. So, so yeah, but I promise, you know, I, I promise myself as well, you know, to um to not fall, but not going everything's been good so far. So. <laughs> I do have a bit of bad news, you guys. Hmm. So we're going to have to find a place to meet at the end of this because the restaurant that we've met at for, what, the last eight or ten years is no more. No. So so is it gone completely or did it move to the other small location? Because I know that was the plan. They said they were going to move, but that was before COVID. Yeah. Well, I do not know the answer to that. I know that there's another restaurant in that space. So it's possible that they just moved. They that's were supposed what she to said they were going to do. They were supposed to trade locations. The oh. one that's in the location of the of the grotto was supposed to move uh and and trade with the grotto because the oh. grotto wasn't doing enough business to justify the larger space and the other one was always busy so they wanted to give it the larger gotcha. space. Well, maybe we still there. That'd be okay. okay. I'm no, sorry. Right. No, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be after covid, who knows. Yeah. yeah. I mean we can all go to McDonald's. I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, it'll be better than that Chinese restaurant that we tried that one year and nobody actually got their food. <sighs> what was that Mexican place we went to the one year? That was good on Main, on Main Street. I wouldn't mind going back there. Yeah, um, I don't remember. I've actually eaten there a few more times since. So oh, yeah. they have pretty good food there. Yeah. yeah. I just, I know that we had had trouble a couple times in a row and then we found the grotto and they were fabulous and we oh, stopped yeah. we're like that's it <laughs> no more searching this works everybody okay. stays down there anyway so it's just easy to walk over and yeah and since yeah. since my birthday is usually within a couple of days we usually get a dessert for free oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday jack, jack. <laughs> <laughs> for for those who don't know that story uh, Todd's mother used to come with us for CES, and she she did uh, interestingly what my mother now does uh, in the studio, uh, making sure everybody's set up and communicating with wow. with everybody and doing all that. Um, and there was one year that um, she didn't come to dinner with us, but she was at the table, and then she went upstairs. And before she went, she told the 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 server, just so you know. It's his birthday, and pointed at our our former TD Jack, and said, uh, "It's his birthday." I didn't tell anybody else that she had done this. <laughs> so at the end of dinner, they sang to him, and he just leaned into it. Um, and and so For yeah, he years, got I thought it was real. He got a free dessert and the whole nine yards. Um, and then the whole rest of the night, our team like he hung out with us. We went up in the the strat and. We kept every, every, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, something would happen and it would trigger everybody. Happy birthday, Jack. And what what a couple of us didn't know was that Michelle and Danny didn't know that it wasn't his birthday and we that his birthday is actually. We told him happy birthday every year. His birthday is <laughs> actually like in June or something. <laughs> I love it when those things just live on and on and on. Yeah, and and it has it has stuck. It's funny. Um, we Doesn't still... Alice do it now? What's that? Hasn't Alice taken it over and picks a different person? She uh -huh. has done that the last couple of years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it it used to be uh, Sherry that would do yeah. it, and now Alice has taken over the tradition. 
<laughs> of picking somebody whose birthday, it's their birthday. yeah it's true yeah. it is so i gotta ask um you know we talked about looking uh -oh. back looking at looking ahead so i gotta ask and this i think we talked about this over the past and preview shows before what was what is your what is your favorite and not so favorite from cds's um the jackson's concert is both my favorite and not favorite <laughs> that was a fun concert <laughs> but not for any of the reasons that they meant it to be because the whole first half was chaos on a level that just is unimaginable weren't you involved in the production of that concert no some level no okay no thank goodness no Wasn't there a um, concert you guys were involved with one time though or maybe a couple times at monster so, so we were involved yeah. with the red carpet for the one before that yeah. or was it that one no it wasn't that one it was um i didn't think so million yeah 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 first name oh no what that was she and Shaq were the hosts oh my god were we involved in that one before everything went sideways? Oh, I got to go back and look now. Because um, yeah. we thought Shaq was going to come down the red carpet. We were going to have Danny interview him and just hold the mic. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's funny. Something had happened oh, with, um, they did Millian's, uh What is her first name? I hate calling her that. Christina? Um, Christina Millian. They did her interview like before, and she had to come back for it because they didn't get the audio or something. So we ended up doing it, and she was very nice, but the people around her were not. Yeah, and yeah. the we we were involved in something else with her that night that put my frustration level to the roof. That was not the night of, of the Jacksons. The Jacksons. Was Jacksons the night that their audio was so horrible? <laughs> so here's what happened. They decided... That they didn't want to pay to use Britney's soundboard because uh, Britney Spears was in her residency, you know, captivity, whatever you want to call her time at Planet Hollywood. Um, and they didn't want to pay to use her board. So they brought their own production in and tried to use that. And it was sketchy at best. Yeah. Um, and so they did this, they did an unplanned intermission. The whole production shut down for like 35 minutes. And what it turned out to be was they were ripping all the cables out of their board and putting them into Britney's board. They're like, you know what? Well, that's it. And when they came back, uh, the Jacksons performed and everything was flawless. <laughs> so the first part was awful. Half the performers didn't have working microphones. The lights weren't working right. Nobody could hear anything just absolute chaos and then a break which was weird <laughs> and then the jacksons get up there and it is a flawless performance the sound works perfectly the lights are perfect everything is ideal condition so that's the the best and worst all in one hmm. what about you kirk um so for me um well Falling i've seen well i would say yes that's my worst um but for my best, I think it's I, for for past couple of years, I've been loving Wonder Painter that, and that was our, that was our best of best of best yeah. of for um, twenty twenty, and I've been saying that for quite some time. But the one thing that stick that sticks out over all that 
And if we all heard stories on news about um, packages getting stolen from um, their porches, from Amazon, UPS, what have you. So 2021, um, there was a guy that came on from the uh, package protector, package protector, or package, package, protect a package.com, mm-hmm. where it's a device where it, they put on, if you have a, a package be picked up or dropped off, you put like clips on the side of the package. And if someone decides to steal it, alarm, a loud alarm goes off. And I thought that was really a genius idea. I mean, it was that done has, simply, right? Like it was just yep. a clip or something. Yep. Just a clip. As opposed yep. to like the locked boxes. Exactly. And all these- Big crazy things. Exactly, because when you know, especially down in Rico Park, there were several of these, the, these things where a storage box is. You put a key, you have an app for it, you can unlock it, things of that nature. It was like mm-hmm. it was gargantuan, little clips, like little like vacuum clip, uh, the uh, like you seal um, a um, potato bag with those little clips. But it was ingenious, and I was intrigued, you know, with his story. When Todd interviewed him, I was so intrigued with his story and how it came about, and I'm. And I'm and I was ready to buy it, purchase one. And I'm, I'm looking. I looked on their website just now, and they're supposed to be selling them by the end of this year, beginning of next year. So when it comes out, you know, because I had I told a true story that you know I had you know Christmas packages stolen from my porch, my from my house. So to get something like that, you know, is beneficial for everyone, you know. And that's so I, I think that was my that was my favorite. So how about you, Marlon? <laughs> Do you want my <laughs> worst, weirdest first, or do you want my best first? You choose. Dealer's yeah. choice. There you go. Who's the dealer? You are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my worst, I'm going to go worst, weirdest. So have you, have any of you ever interviewed the Li-Fi people? Yeah. No. So, and I, I don't know if you, did you actually interview the Wi-Fi? I don't think so. So they're from France. And they had this so Wi-Fi for everybody watching is using light for instead of Wi-Fi, it's Wi-Fi. It actually uses light to transmit the internet. And uh, I mean and the the practical applications of that are immense. I mean your yard light could be, you know, or or you know, the light that you're in. And the cool thing about it, of course, is that you know, like if you have kids or whatever, and you're using a Wi-Fi device, you just turn the light off at, in the house, and they don't have the internet anymore. You know, so if you want to turn them off at night or whatever, I just think that's neat. But they were so focused on their one thing, mm-hmm. and that was providing internet to hospitals. So I interviewed them. There was a little bit of a language barrier, but you know, the light bulb literally went off in my head about what what this was way above what they could even fathom, right? So I actually award them back in the days when we would give out our best choice of the year was the TPN awards, mm-hmm. right? And we each one of us who were doing things for that uh, got to pick our favorite. And I picked them as my favorite. Which, by the way, is, is back this year. Oh, that's great. That's good to know. We didn't do it in 2021 or 2022, but it's back right. this year. Okay, that's fantastic. So I, I go over there and tell them that they're my pick. And they, they don't understand that they're winning this this award, right? And they come on, you know, they actually came in and, and you know, because you get that quick little two minute mm-hmm. as you provi- or present the award to them. They still didn't understand. <laughs> 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 and 
And after a little bit, I just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do things so long, you know. Oh, oh it was just, just crazy. Uh, my best, though, was uh, at one of the concerts. It's funny that we're bringing up these concerts. So a lot of times I'll embargo Monster will always wait till the last minute to introduce who they're going to have, right? Uh, and it was the year that they had Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So um, I had heard that, uh, well, Fleetwood Mac was in Vegas. They played supposedly their last concert ever, last in Vegas. And here two nights later, they're, it comes out that they're going to play at at the monster event monster cable by the way for everybody watching they always yeah, not energy drink <laughs> not, not energy, energy drink these, that's, these that's people correct. those people the people that make these lights in our yeah. wall yes and uh uh anyway they always have and they they invite some of the press to this thing there's usually what maybe a couple thousand people that show up at this so it's, yeah. it's very limited right so didn't have tickets yet and uh, I was, uh, Alice and I were with another couple and heard who it was. So we wander back there to get our tickets. Well, we come around the corner and there must have been eight, 10,000 people standing there, right? And I, and, and Joe's the guy he's with, he's, that's with me. And uh, um, we're, we're just like, what in the world is going on here? Well, all these people are trying to get tickets for Fleetwood Mac, right? And there was like four or five guys standing on tables and all of a sudden they seen my badge in this sea of people. I have no idea how they even picked me out of this thing and whatever else, right? The guy looks at me and he points at me and he waves me up. And I, you know, we fight our way through the crowd. We get up there. Throwing elbows. Like, how many tickets do you want? And I said, I need four tickets, which again, surprised me. You know, how many tickets do you want? I could have asked for 20 and handed them out as I, as I left there, right? But I just said four for the four of us. And he hands me the four. And Joe grabs me by the collar and says, we need to get out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because people were clamoring to get those tickets, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was an okay concert. But I just remember that time of coming into that sea of people. And that guy just standing there. I have no idea how he's seen me and all those people. It just amazed me. But anyway. I'm going to guess that it was probably Chris. But Somebody you know, obviously. That's okay. my guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, Michelle. I can't really narrow down a favorite. The whole thing is my favorite. I love Cheetah. Cheater. <laughs> no, don't I love everything about it. I mean, except for the exhaustion. But you don't realize it till it's too late, and mm -hmm. and you're so exhausted that you got to get up in four hours. I mean, that's show mode's a heck of a thing. Yeah. So my least favorite favorite part is probably not getting any sleep, yeah. um, and getting to the airport on you know when we go to leave. But no, I love everything. I love all the companies. I love the big companies, although they're not the best to interview. Um, but walking through that big hall with all the new stuff uh -huh. and uh that's cool um, yeah lg's booth and all the the things that they do yeah with the tvs um, i get mesmerized the, the time that they had the the little balls going making the oh and the bellagio i love the bellagio <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i just I, I wanted to go for so many years and i uh, was thrilled to finally get the opportunity after i met scott so 
I she had no that. idea what she was getting herself into. No, not, especially no but luckily, I didn't mind doing all the work. When you, you told me I was going to, I could work <laughs> for it um, when I asked you if I could go. But yep. yeah, um, it was always I, a I, I love all of it. I love meeting all you guys and, you know, yeah, you learning, learning so much more than I ever thought I'd learn about, about stuff. I've always been a tech kind of person. And, you know, back in the day when nobody was techie. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one in the house that could use the VCR and, you know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I sold electronics at Sears when I was a teenager. I remember when the first computers hit the floor and, uh, oh, my God, how do I sell one of these? Figure it out. We are now. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, you were talking about the exhaustion part. You know, I'm sure you guys get this, too. You know, people will volunteer to come and help you, right? I mean, you probably have friends or they hear that you've been covering CES for so many years, right? That, right. That's how she happened. Yeah. So one of our friends one year said, oh, I would do anything to be with you, right? Said, fine, you can carry the camera around or whatever, right? Right. And I come around, this is just the second day. And I, I told him, I said, you know, this is this is a grind. I mean, you're going to put more miles on, on your on your feet. Make sure you wear comfortable shoes, mm-hmm. you know, all of this stuff, right? And uh, I come around the corner. He had found a place to sit down, and he had fallen asleep against the wall. It's only 11 in the morning <laughs> on the second day. <laughs> I, I had no idea. So hard. So hard. I've it's never been in so much pain Yeah. yeah. at the it's... end of that first day and into that second day. And uh, the guy that I was producing for was a jerk all day long. The only thing he would carry was his microphone. And I'd be <laughs> just trying to keep up. And of course, with all the events that we all get invited to, I don't. I think a person could oh, actually go 24 hours a day, or mm-hmm. maybe 21, 22, because there's always stuff that goes late into the evening, and there's early breakfast stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you could you could probably just have a couple hour break in there to get a couple hours of sleep and go, but you would never ever no. make it to the end. No, yeah. I and I for me when I came on 2018 and as as executive producer for Geek News Central, you know, I asked Todd, you know, to come out if I can come out and help, you know, and I was a producer, you know, and also um, the uh, digital producer. You know, I was doing the website and keeping on a chat and what have you. And I'm like Michelle, I love tech. I think it's fascinating. To like see, I mean, my jaw when I walked in, I was like, I was like, my jaw hit the floor. Like I'm seeing all this stuff and these companies and Samsung. Samsung's booth is like incredible. It's so big they literally call it oh, a village. It, yeah, and I was like floored, and just to like meet and that with Scott and Michelle and Danielle and you know and you know and, and Marlo and everything and, and Don. It was like a, and I said I said it before and I'll say it again. It's a blast. I mean, I would get up. It's where when you see people don't realize that getting up early, extremely early in the morning and then getting done, you know, at like seven, eight o'clock at night, we have those events like CS unveiled. Just, that's just from the convention center. For those who are listening, that's right. just the convention center time. Mm-hmm. That's not, we're not done at 8 p.m. No, we're, no, we're we just go. heading over to the Bellagio to go to some sweet party or whatever to see product unveiled or, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and it also too when you're see, when I tell people and people don't know, CES is covers not only LBCC, the Venetian Expo, which is, which is now four yeah. buildings. Exactly with the right. Hall. Exactly right. 
um, and there's there's uh, hotels, there's Bellagio, there's different events all over Vegas, and there's no way you can do every single event press conference in the span of those four days or three or four days. It's you literally can't see impossible. Every booth in one of the buildings, <laughs> right? No. no, there's so much, and isn't there a new? I haven't seen the new. Uh, oh, the the new part of the convention center is yeah, West Hall. Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been in there a couple times for a couple other events. It's it's easily. It's not probably quite double what it was before, but it's significant. Okay. Yeah, it's, well, that's gonna be crazy. It's everything basically across the street from the you know the I forget the, is it Paradise that goes across in front there. Um, mm, across the yeah, street. I think so. Basically, all the way down to <laughs> the um, the uh, you can go in and do the skydiving uh, thing in that building. You know what I'm talking about? There's yeah, yeah a, I've done that before. Yes. That it goes all the way to that building. Wow. That's how big this thing is. It's yeah. just unbelievable. But they have an amazing food court in there now mm. and all that stuff. Thank too. goodness for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be weird to navigate this year then with, with the team being at the Venetian and we only having like Danielle with a producer out um, at LVCC. That's going to be different. Yeah. But do you know the story behind the, the add-on here? No. So it's CES as to why they have this add-on. They they told CES that they would build this if they would commit to another 20 years in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And and that's the reason. And that's how they're paying for this half a billion dollar add-on to the convention center. It's it's significant, you guys. And that's, it's just unbelievable. That's just the cost of building it. That didn't yes. even count the cost of purchasing the hotel that was there all of it yeah 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 and and gary shapiro's office is right next sort of next door to the food court so <laughs> the, yeah. only, the only thing is that's where we used to all park at the gold lot it's gone yep there's no and and there's they haven't finished building any of the parking ramps around it or anything yet i think they're that's all planned for yet so oh, it's going to be well, I guess since we're not going there, the, the trick is that you just go over to the Venetian and then just bus over. Yeah. Because if you're going to try to get into the convention center any other way, it's just going to be madness. It's already yeah. madness the way it is. Mm-hmm. All right in the tube. How do, how do we? So that's interesting. So you go over to that sky jump area that I'm talking about, and uh, you can ride in the tube, and it'll take you to either north or to west from okay. there. Yep, yep. And it's free. So, or you, can go, or you can go on the other side, and I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be very, very busy during CES. So, but yeah. they'll have a lot of cars. I've never had to wait. I've ridden it probably a half a dozen times, and you just walk right up and hop in a car. They take off. You're, it's like a one to two minute ride. It's very. Maybe we can film it, Scott. One of the first, like before that really opens. It's not a bad idea to go do it like on the third. I would, I would suggest yeah. that on that Tuesday or something because they'll be running by that time. I'm sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put a, a serious answer in. I'm going to say my favorite part is the team that we've put together. Obviously, the team has changed significantly since the the early days when when it was Todd and Jeffrey and Andy McCaskey. Because um, Todd's the only one left <laughs> from the early days. <laughs> um, and, you know... We, We've had people come and go over the years, but I think we've built a really solid core team at this point. And it, the show kind of, 
I mean, not really, but as far as, as far as, you know, having, having things down, the show kind of runs itself, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know what we're going to do. We, you know, we used to have these big, long, complex CES team meetings. What are we going to do? And what are we, we, we know what we're going to do. <laughs> Everybody knows what their jobs are. We all know that, that Don takes the morning slot and we rotate the other hosts throughout the rest of the day. And then some people go off and do the the show floor when they're not on the on the live show. Kirk and Michelle will mostly run the board. Uh, Adam will as well, you know. And we've got we all know what our roles are. Yep. <laughs> it's made everything so much better. And yep. and we all like working together. Has mm-hmm. not always been the case in the past. Yeah. The yeah. team that we have now all really enjoys working together. We don't have to explain what CES is or, you know. Right. Sh- am I going to make am I going to make money doing this? Oh, that's a complicated question with an even more complicated answer mm-hmm. and one that that particular person did not enjoy. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's nice. We've we've really yeah. put together a solid team and I'm I'm yeah. glad for that. I don't think any yeah. of us do this for the money. In fact, it's just the exact opposite. Right. I, I'm willing to bet that it costs all of us a lot of money to do this. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't look mm-hmm. at this. Is not this is in my, at least in my world, it's not a return on investment type of scenario. My return on investment is getting to be there, to you know have these conversations with these people, um, and you know if if sometime in the future. I would ever make any money doing that this that would be okay with me i guess but yeah but I'll do it for that yeah i'll i'll tell you the the answer that was given to that question the the year that it was asked in our in our uh group chat um <laughs> was really complicated um and really great um it was it was jeffrey who's not on the team anymore but the answer was really great he said um uh let me tell you a story <laughs> About six years ago, I happened to talk to an engineer at Ford. We did an interview. We showed off the whatever product they were showing off at CES. And I went home several grand in the hole. However, over the last five years, I nurtured that relationship. And now, three times a year, Ford brings me out to HQ to do interviews to talk about the product and to show off what they're working on. My top 10 videos on YouTube are all from that. They have more than paid for all of my investment in past CESs. And I wouldn't have had it without that expense of CES upfront. So the answer to the question is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> ship building uh, practice is what it is. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, because we wouldn't have the relationship with Monster or or Robbie with Benji yeah. Lock. We wouldn't know any of these people yeah. who have been huge supporters of what we do. Right. You know, on top of but it's because you were big supporter. supporters of theirs. Yeah, but you, and you were the first supporter of theirs, which is right. why they're with you now. You know, so it's 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 a relationship. That builds on itself, and, and yeah. you're right. Yeah, love that. Yeah, from 
Well, for, for me, like, again, I came on in 2018. I asked Todd to come on, if I can come on and help. And it's not about the money for me. Like it's the investment for me is getting the experience out of it. And I, my full-time job, um, my day job, <laughs> I want to get started, but, um, but I will, but, <laughs> but um, customer but, service, um, if you can't tell, cause he doesn't want to talk about it. Continue. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, I wanted my goal, my dream is to get into video production as a producer, TD, et cetera. And over the years, I've, I learned to learn more and more and more with different software or different boards, things of that nature. And I enjoy it. It's not about the pay. I agree with, with Marla, it's not about money per se. You know, that's a, that's a plus to, for some people. For me, it's not really a plus. It's really the gaining the, the knowledge, experience, network, you know, and, you know, and I will do it. I'll be, I said, you know, to everybody, I'll stay on, you know, until, until I can't do anymore. <laughs> until I'm old and gray, I guess. Well, I'm old and gray now, but, <laughs> but, you know, but, <laughs> but no, I enjoy it year in, year out. It's a, it's, and it's money well spent. Let's put it that way. It's money well spent. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who wants to get into production full-time last year, you got to work with the ATEM, right? The mm -hmm. black magic mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. uh, previous years, you've gotten to work with the live stream studio live stream that studio. we use. You've gotten right. to use the TriCaster. Yep. Basically the big three have, mm -hmm. <laughs> have all been in your hands to produce yep. a pretty big show. Yeah, absolutely, and it and it and it and it and, it, and it, the, the content that comes out of it is is like spectacular. I mean, we are like, and I always say that we're better than you know CNET and TechCrunch and what have you. We're a small little team. We're a mighty team, though, and it shows in the page the views on YouTube and our, and our, our pages and Twitter and what have you. It the proof is the proof is in the proverbial proverbial pudding. <laughs> true, so, true. So. Well. We've been rambling for a while. Before we go, I just want to uh, to let any everybody know. Uh, first and foremost, the show will be because this is a Sunday CES this year. It will be January five, six, seven, and eight. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We will be broadcasting from nine a.m. to five p.m. Pacific time. Definitely do the math uh, for yourself. Um, follow us on the various channels. You can go to uh, techpodcast.com slash CES2023. Um, all of the broadcasts will be there. You can uh, go over to to our Twitch, the Pluckets Live Twitch uh, channel, um, and YouTube as well. Um, and then we'll be syndicating through some of the other TPN shows uh, and sites as well. Um, if you are interested in... If you're an exhibitor, you want to be on the show, uh, you can send me an email, scott at pluckits.com. Uh, we'll try and get you uh, on the show if your product obviously matches the, the audience that we have. We don't want to waste your time uh, if your product doesn't sync with our audience. We know our audience. Um, and if you are a company that's interested in sponsoring our CES coverage, um, same thing. Send me an email, scott at pluckits.com. Uh, and we can have a conversation about that. We've got a, a sponsor package out there. Um, and I guess before we go, um, you can follow me at plugkits.com. I'm Scott. Um, our show F5 Live is on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, except for this week, uh, where I think it's going to be on a Monday. 
And I'm Kirk Corliss, GNC Week in Review, um, with Scott co-hosting with Scott Ertz. Um, Friday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, gncweekly.com slash live. Uh, Marlo Anderson, Facebook. You can catch me at Marlo Anderson USA. Twitter, Marlo Anderson US. Uh, we are full for the National Tech Day. Uh, we just started a waiting list today, but if you want to get on the waiting list, let me know. We might expand that. It's 11 to 3 that we're broadcasting. Uh, Scott, you and I need to have a conversation if we're going to expand that an hour or two on you know, on each side of that. But right now, we're totally booked. So, which I Impressive. guess. Yeah, cool. Are you, we'll, we'll be simulcasting back and forth yes. <laughs> the, the whole day. So, yes. if you want to be part of the, the, uh, yeah, we the could national tech do that. Do you National have, Tech Day, you can also jump on our schedule. So, do you have some openings left on the sixth? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. That's a good idea. Yep. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Michelle, and I don't have my own show yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't have her own show, but she does uh, produce so much of the stuff on Plug Hits Live. <laughs> so, which we could not do any of what what we do without our uh, our behind the scenes people although Michelle has promised this year that she wants to be on the show yes, I do. which I'm very excited about mm-hmm. I also want to have a um a production camera uh yeah we'll year. talk about that for years too yeah definitely so we'll have that for sure so uh again you'll be able to yep. catch us January 5 6 7 and 8 from Las Vegas and um I guess with that on behalf of the big team that is not on tonight. We will see you in January.